Hello, my beautiful business people. Today is the first day of my corporate America retirement, is what I'm, I'm deeming it. It's my first day that I've officially not had to report to an organization. I will say that the day has been jam-packed, which I have a feeling this is what entrepreneurialness, is that a word? Entrepreneurialness will be. I thought it would be uh, good to have the time for things like my trainings. What I'm realizing, and I understand that it's because I'm getting ready to go away for about a month, is that there's a lot of meetings still. Uh, potential clients, interviews for the podcast, lots of things. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happened today, partially to tell you all it's fresh in my head and to get it off my chest a little bit. So one of the things that I've been working on with the transition of leaving the job was getting my phone, my old personal phone number, which is on my iPhone 11, no, is on my iPhone 7 to my iPhone 11. Now, mind you, just to put it into perspective, I've been, I knew I was going to be leaving my day job a long time ago, and they had a deal where I could buy the iPhone 11 at a discounted price, so I did that. Then there's a whole bunch of transition with getting it moved over. It's just been nothing but a headache. But I want to call out the the different experiences I had on on that journey. The first the first day I walked into T-Mobile, the girl, now I was I was a little grumpy, I think. I I was walking in expecting the man that I talked to on the phone, got the girl. I don't know what kind of vibe I was putting off, honestly. I thought maybe not the best one. And she got stuck and whatever. So the next day, Oh, and then I go over to Verizon because I needed their help to fix it or thought maybe I could get their help. And she basically wouldn't talk to me. You couldn't go in Verizon's store, which I get, but you could walk into T-Mobile's. It was interesting. Masks everywhere anyway. So I go back, reach out to the admin at work, blah, blah, blah. Go back yesterday to both stores. The phone is still showing up as locked, unmovable. But... My experience was much better. The girl remembered me from the day before, was much more jovial. It was much, much better. Get stuck again. I go back to Verizon. Now, being told information, like, from from work, like, oh, well, this the business sales rep said that such and such would work. And the guy in, in Verizon saying, well, I don't even have the authority to do that, and we don't do this, and blah, blah, blah. So here's what I want to share about my experience. And I'm telling you this because this is, I don't know you personally, right? So if I can share this piece of feedback with you or something that my perception as a customer um, that's bothered me for a long time in different situations, I'm going to tell you. So at one point, the Verizon guy takes the business manager's phone number that my company gave and instead of calling in front of me well first when he did it I said well can you call the business manager and see if we can work something out you know here with while I'm in the store and you know so the guy calls somebody different I'm guessing it was his boss or whatever and then takes the business manager's phone number and goes behind closed doors and leaves me out there not super friendly, super helpful either. It was more like I was bothering him and there was a black and white line instead of looking for a solution. 
So here's the first thing I'm going to put out there. Look for solutions. Even if, even if you don't have them, even if you don't believe in them, think outside of the box. I mean, that's, and it was funny because I was coaching myself mentally, like, okay, Sprint can't help me. Why don't I try the Verizon store? Okay. Verizon store can't help me. I have to circle back. What's next? So what ended up happening, so, well, I want to, I just want to stress that point. Look for solutions. The Verizon guy could have come across way more friendly. Now, mind you, this is an opportunity. This could have set the stage for me to switch companies, by the way, because my loyalty to Sprint has, has dissolved with the T-Mobile acquisition, as well as my friend's brother works at Verizon. So I would have been open to moving. But this experience, not so good. So what I, what I end up doing is, now today's Friday, so I know that nobody's going to be around for business hours on the weekend. So I call Verizon's business support myself. After an hour and a half, and I'm not exaggerating, it was literally an hour and a half, of working with people who were, by the way, very helpful. And, you know, they had to escalate it, and actually the phone issue is not resolved. But I said to the lady, I was like, listen, this wasn't a priority for anybody the last two days other than me. I'm not getting off the phone until I have, you know, some sort of result. But she was very she was very good. The, the gentleman before her was very good. They had to escalate the issue. I won't even get into the technical stuff. It was a little weird. So I'm more satisfied than I was. I'm a little frustrated. Here's another point I want to bring up. I was very frustrated by the service within my organization as well, right? So I had asked for, would I have any issues? Can we work on this? Almost two full weeks before I left. No problem, blah, blah, blah. I might have even talked about this on my last Billions episode because it's been so frustrating and, and it's been such a whirlwind. So if you, if you happen to be listening and you still work in a company and you work in an accounting department or a techie department or the finance department or the marketing department, I'm trying to think of other departments there might be. If, if you're in those departments, your customer is the people in the building or in the organization that are selling on the front lines. They need you. They need you to support them to make the customer's experience better. And if you're in one of those positions and you're making their life harder, like one of my struggles was the accounting department. Well, I'm receivable. Well, I'm payable. Like, like they were Earth and Venus, right? Like, God forbid you help me if I'm receivable and I'm payable. Or the lines and the silos between equipment versus uh, supply versus cost of goods sold. Just insane. Instead of being driven to one mission, which is to satisfy the customer and exceed expectations. Because here's what's happened. Let's say, I'll, use, I'll pick on marketing instead of accounting. So let's say the marketing guy needs a picture for an ad or for something. But he's grumpy. And he's grumpy when he asks you. And you're 
in a department, a support department for maybe your retail stores. So now his grumpiness makes you be grumpy. And now a store calls who's trying to find a solution for a customer, a, a real customer who wants to put money in, in the cash register, but they call your desk and now you're in a bad mood because it started with the marketing guy. So I'm, I'm bringing this up because I want you to understand how your customers, if you're still in a big organization or if you're forming your own organization, I would say have the baseline of everybody understanding that everybody's role is to take care of the final customer. I shouldn't have just had a good experience with Verizon at the top. I should have had a good experience for the whole transaction. And the same thing happened today with, with uh, my accounting people. I hired them last year and you know there's all these this is included and that's included and whatever and when I reached out to them the one time I reached out to them it was of no value at all and I was spoken to like I felt like I was I don't know like a, a fifth grader maybe that's why I have accounting on my mind and well actually I can't even remember what happened the other one was before COVID but I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't receptive to that accountant. So then this has been the new guy and he, he aggravates me as well. Our appointment was for two. Do you know what time he called me? 2.36. Unacceptable. My time is more important than that. I'm sure your time is more important than that. Totally unacceptable. And now because I've been what I feel ripped off by Swift because I wasn't, you know, savvy enough to catch on to their shenanigans. I'm now very skeptical of all of these, you know, big companies that can prey on new entrepreneurs. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep telling you guys my experiences because it's just, it's just unacceptable. People should be wanting to help us and they should be wanting to help us because it's the right thing. Like everybody has stuff they have to sell. I get it, but be upfront about it. Don't be manipulative. And from a service perspective, whether you're an accountant in an outside organization, like what I was dealing with today, or I don't know, a pr who printed my masks, for example. No matter who you are, you, you should be winning over the customer so you get their services. Now, granted, it would be a pain in the ass for me because they filed my taxes last year to switch to another company and start from scratch, like all my stuff's imported into their software, etc. But luckily, again, customer service is going to switch me to a new person, maybe one that could be on time. So not only is there the lesson in how you show up for your customers and how you teach your organization or people working with you how to treat your customers, but there's also these expectations of if you are a customer, you should have expectations. And if people aren't willing to deliver the service, like don't give them your money. I mean, that's my advice. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm kind of telling you what to do. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to share with you today. It was it was definitely it was it was definitely a customer service kind of related day. I hope that that made sense to you. I, um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to tell you one more story because 
a customer service story. I had actually always thought of since since I was in my gosh maybe my twenties, and I've had some experiences with um, businesses owned by people that weren't used to the American culture, and it's it's fine. Like I'm I'm all for diversity and everything, but I don't think that they get the nuances of service and what like. If Americans don't get the nuances of service, it's going to be really hard for people from other countries to fully understand. So I have two examples, actually. So one of them is I went to uh, Kansas City last, last Labor Day. Yeah, last year on Labor Day. And I stayed at this hotel, and I had to go, well, I wanted to go to a Zumba class, and I, I knew I was going to come back sweaty, but I needed, you know, I needed to take a shower, and I had only left out just what I needed to do, and it's not like I'm one of those uh, staying until the hot water runs out. I'm, like, quick and whatever, and I was trying to be mindful of the business and tell the owners that I needed a couple extra minutes. I, I, I did it from every step of the process, from when I signed on online, when I checked in, and then that morning before I ran to the class. I just need a couple extra minutes. The class won't end. I'm, I'm going to miss your, you know, noon checkout or whatever. So I get back from the class and I run in and I tell the lady, okay, I'm back. I'm running to go take my shower. And it was somebody different than who I told in the morning. Well, checkout is at such and such. And there was this, it was about her and her mind being right and sticking to the rules and whatever. Now in my mind, they've just lost every ounce of money that I would have spent on any of my future trips to Kansas City, which, oh, by the way, is a big, important place in my life, in my world, where I plan on going to build some of my brick-and-mortar businesses. Well, it's one of the town, destination towns of where I'm going to build my big brick-and-mortar business. So I will never refer that hotel, whatever. Like, she was squabbling over 10 minutes, which had no true uh, bearing. It wasn't like it was the three o'clock hour or that people didn't have time to turn the room. It was, it was just a gap. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not even cultural difference. Maybe it's just the same thing as Americans who don't know how to service. But I, I, I yeah, I'm not, it, it's consistent. Just people don't know how to service. The other example is and you guys have probably seen, you know, the, the TikToks or the, the jokes about nail salons. So nail salons are generally ran from Asians. And the population in there, sometimes they speak English, sometimes they don't. There's usually one or two front, front people, and then they communicate with the rest of their teams. So as a consumer in that space, what I found through the years is, I want someone I can communicate with. Now, it's not because of anything more than I'm fussy and I need my specifics done a certain way. I hate the process of a manicure and a pedicure. Hate, hate, hate it. So I want to get to the point. I want it as quick as possible, and I want to be able to relay that. So that's one of, you know, like another struggle from a consumer preference. Over time, I found a nail salon that was Asian-ran, very fluent in English, very 
they almost like made it a satire of being Asian and being able to communicate to service the customers. And that's really all it is, is to service the customers. So I, I became very, very loyal to there because it was a good experience from, uh, from this speaking um, communication piece of it. Well, <laughs> I guess I have another story for you. I, I got friendly with my technician, like enough that, you know, we texted, we were friends on Facebook, you know, like to communicate about our appointments and stuff. But she was like one of the people in charge of the salon and she would be trying to delegate and run people while, when she first got in in the morning. Now my appointment was always first thing in the morning because she was always running behind me because she was very popular and because she was trying to multitask. So to be strategic about my time, so finally, after, you know, showing up, she it's not like she got to the shop early to set up. It was like if the shop opened at 10, she was strolling in the door at 9.59 or 10.01 kind of thing, which doesn't sit with well with me in the first place. If you're on time, you're late, especially as a business owner. So, you know, for, for the services, if you, don't, if you don't know, the services should maybe take an hour and a half tops if you get a manicure and a pedicure and and that's with me getting a fancy design I've had it done in less time I've had it done in more time well what was consistently happening was it was the well over the two-hour mark and it was because I wasn't getting paid attention to now mind you when you go get your nails done I'm paying like a hundred to hundred and fifty dollars a clip and I'm happy to tip graciously if I'm getting the service I actually probably tip too graciously even if I don't get the service just because that's who I am. So I said to her finally, I said, listen, I see that you've got to run the shop and whatever. It's not a good use of my time to be here earlier on time and for me to be neglected. I said it in a polite way. I'm going to start showing up for my 10 o'clock appointment at 10.15. That way you're settled, you can kick off the day, and then you can take care of me. Well, what do you think happened? Now instead of getting out of there at 12.30... I'm getting out of there at 12.45. And the way I pack my days to get things done is I give myself cushions, but I have back-to-back -back appointments. And you, I, I don't build in a half an hour cushion or a 45-minute cushion. I build in cushions for traffic. I build in cushions for, you know, other people or my own sanity. Not to be held hostage because of poor service or management of someone's time and resources. So it ends up... The final straw was there was a day I'm rushing around and I'm like starving. I left church early to get to this appointment. I, I pick up food on the way and I'm running around like crazy. I get to the nail salon and she's with a customer that had, she was like trying to fix and settle the customer. The customer wasn't happy and she was trying to repair her happiness. Now, mind you, I said she had my Facebook and she had my phone. She could have very easily let me know she was running late so then I could manage my own time. Instead, I sat there for over an hour before I even got in the chair. More frustrating than that is she charged me full price, which tells me that I'm not important. It's not about the money. It's about, I don't value your time. I'm going to sit here and make you wait so that I can then take care of you and then charge you for my services and my time because I feel that my time to do your nails is worth a hundred bucks an hour, but your time to sit here is not. You see my point? 
So completely unacceptable. I thought about it for two days because I didn't want to react, you know, like with emotion and anger that I was feeling and frustration. See, this is where me being a recovery entrepreneur comes in handy. Because uh, old Bobby, who was a gambling, you know, party girl, might have been a little bit more of a jerk about this. So I ultimately wrote her a Dear John letter, unfortunately. Like, I felt like I had to break up with my nail tech. Now, I kind of did it. I kind of cut my nose to spite my face because she was amazing. She had created this environment that worked very well for me. And she did, she had talent to do my nails like no other. And now I pay the price because no one can do what she did for me. <sighs> Frustrated. It still frustrates me. But I think you're getting the message about service. I'll probably rant about this as this uh, podcast continues. But those are just important things that I, I needed to call out. They're part of my value system. And it's part of what, you know, like that's how I'm going to run my, my companies. Yes. Uh, whatever you need I don't care if it comes at a cost or I have to do whatever I am gonna take care of the customer that's that's who I am and it's part of how who I am because of experiences like what I just shared with you. thanks for tuning in by the awesome here have a good day.